to making business profitable with EGS. What is EGS? It's EBITDA Growth Systems. What is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Why is EBITDA important? Because it tells you how much your business is worth. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back. Today's topic is going to be trade school versus college. And uh, this is one that Dave and I talk about a lot. So um, I'm excited to actually do a podcast on it and, and get our thoughts down electronically. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a trade school guy. I'm a tool and die maker by trade. And uh, I did not go to college uh, outside of, I did do one year. I did a freshman year. It was a little different. I went to a, a theological university for a year, which is totally different. But I did not uh, fall through with that. I, I went back in, finished my trade program. And in uh, you, what'd you do? So I'm an old dude. So we're talking back in... Uh... I graduated from high school in 78, and I, I went and did an undergraduate degree, and um, I did so poorly in that venture that I ended up having to get a master's degree in finance, an MBA in finance, in order to get to law school, which is where I really wanted to be. Huh. So, um, so you undergrad, you did pretty poorly in undergrad. Yeah, I wasn't ready for undergrad. I went, I went to undergrad to play basketball. And between fraternity, basketball, and girls, I barely got out. <laughs> well, so let me let me challenge you there for a second. Do you think going to undergrad was the right thing for you if you were to go back and do it again? Yeah, everything uh, looks like a nail and all you got is a hammer. And I, I, I probably would have done it the same way. It was definitely a longer hoe to row for me because, uh, because I didn't take advantage of my four years as an undergraduate. I mean, that was... That was uh, finding myself, and uh, so yeah. But it was, but when I look back on it, it was really, really productive. Um, I went to high school in Atlanta, went off to college in upstate New York. My roommate was a French fellow from uh, New York City. His father was an editor for the New York Times, and I found out about traffic, the band. I found out about Chicago. I found out about cheesecake. I found out about bagels. I, found, I, I mean, my, my, my perspective was blown up as an undergraduate. And it had nothing to do with what I learned in class. It, it was more of the experience. Yeah, I know a lot of people that grew up on the East Coast and they found out a lot about that stuff in like grade school. Yeah, you're a white dude, I'm a black dude. <laughs> I would never find out about bagels in grade school in Atlanta. Oh man, I locks and cream cheese yeah, on my bagels. Totally, I totally. grew up with that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I showed up and they were playing hockey, floor hockey with something. And it was a bagel, it was a frozen bagel. So Yeah, well where uh where this comes from with me is is I look at the immense amount of college debt that's being carried by students that aren't using their degrees. Sure. So they're going to undergrad and they pick something and they go, right? And yes. uh, they get out of school with 100 grand, 150 grand in debt and there's no job in that field. 
So, uh, in, and then at the same time, there's a huge, huge void in the trades right now that need people. And the people in the trades making 70, 80, 90, 100, $125,000 a year. Yeah. On, in, you know, businesses will, bosses and business owners will pay for your trade school to go get that. Right. Sure, so, sure. so what, what do you think, Mike? And I'm not down on college as far as going and getting a degree. Um, but I am down on not being prepared, you know? Well, so I think uh, back in 78, when I started my undergrad, it was $7,800 a year. When I graduated, it was 10 grand. So, you know, you could do the math on somewhere, let's say average of nine grand for four years, 36 grand. That's, that's what I was into in that great experiment that I call my undergraduate degree. When I looked to go into Penn State, it was $6,800 a year. Yeah, for Penn State for engineering in the early '90s, so it, it wasn't it did wasn't a huge flux flux between, yeah, but that's Penn State, it's a state school. Yeah, I went to a really expensive uh, private school, but my point being, you can recover from thirty six grand, right? But now it's thirty six grand a year, or forty grand or fifty grand, to go to these private schools. You can't really recover from two hundred grand the way you can from thirty six grand. Now I would. I will give to you that if I had gone into a trade, um, let's say I was making 30 grand a year in a trade. So for four years, that's 120 grand. So, and then the 36 I paid for undergraduate. So I'm behind now 150 grand in terms of earnings. Are you talking about a trade back in yeah, the 70s? Yeah, back in the 70s. Oh my God. If I'd gone straight into a trade instead of going to college, some dude who went straight into a trade, he was. He had 150 grand on me, but um, uh, I, I mean, I got that back by the time I was, you know, in law school, and and I was a general manager for a corporation, um, and my education got me there, right? So well, I, and I'm like I said, there's a specific path where you can where you can get a C level job, but you still need experience out of college. No doubt to to get that. See, I mean, I went to a, I went to a trade school, got my card, and then I started my own company, and I was making C level, yeah. C level wage yeah. Yeah. at at twenty four mm-hmm. before all my other friends were out of college. So, definitely two different ways to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's yeah, there's a, a lot of different views on that. I mean, you you were willing to work literally eighty hours a week, and uh, you know, uh, certainly millennials, Gen X. Probably baby boomers aren't willing to work like that. I didn't work that way until I owned my own business. Yeah, when you when you owned your own business, you said is when you yep. start making C level money. But you know, your hourly rate may have not have been that, but but still, you were making the money. So I think while it was viable to do an undergraduate degree back in the seventies, you know, you just didn't get too far behind your your co colleague who went straight to the trades today. You can't recover today if you're t- you're in 200 grand, and then your buddy who went into the trades is making at least 50, maybe 60 grand a year. So that's 240 plus two. I mean, you're in a half a million. You're not I mean, gonna ever catch up. Today, tradesmen make way more than 50. They, yeah, they're usually in the yeah. 70s today. So, and I was hiring engineers at the last place I was working at, starting at 60. But an engineer has an undergraduate degree or no? Undergrad. Yep. Yeah. You have to yeah. four years. I think if you're going to go into engineering, going into law, going into medical, going into in the medical field, be a doctor, PA, nurse, 
um, going into the police force, going into accounting. Um, I, I think uh, I think there's tremendous value in uh, in an undergrad degree and, and following up with a CPA, you know, or or a law degree and getting into something. But going to school to be, uh, you know, major in underwater basket weaving, or I mean, if you have a uh, a psychology degree, if and you're going directly to be a psychologist and you have a plan there, or uh, a sociology degree, but you're not doing anything with that, that's when you really have to ask yourself some questions as far as what's your debt plan. Sure, sure. Well, I think I think yeah, the times have changed um, where it's just not practical for someone to pursue the, the humanities or the liberal arts because uh, you know you have to be more vocational today than you had to be back in the 70s. Unless they have a specific gig, right, to where they can get with an organization and an organization will help them, but then that's very few and far between, that's right? That's really rare. And if you're a sociology major or you're a psychology major, you, you have to do some graduate work to make any money and even then you're not making a lot of money and by the time you're doing graduate work you're talking two three hundred thousand dollars in debt right yeah, oh my right? gosh yes what's yes. a what's a psychologist out of school with some graduate work I mean what do they make I mean I had a psychologist and uh, she went to Northwestern undergrad so that was about 200 grand of undergrad and then uh, she did graduate school which was another 125 and uh, and then she got out and got a job making like 40 grand for it not for profit um, and she had to, you know, put put in put in her time. Right. And so, eventually, she sort of left the profession. I mean, she works for a startup as a chief human resources officer, leveraged all that knowledge and experience. But now she's making good money. But that's few and far between. A lot of people don't find that. Right? My daughter went did a undergrad to be a nurse. You know, she BSN. Now she's working her tail off, and but the yeah. hospital's helping her. With uh, if she guarantees to stay there a number of years, they'll help her with some tuition, uh, nice, nice. paying off some of that debt. But even playing the game and, and being as smart as she could with her money, I mean, still hundred grand when you're done. Yeah. So the question, though, Dave, and you and I talk about this because you and I talk about a lot of different things. Um, but you and I are reading a book called Silk Roads, and it's a seven hundred page book on the history of the world. I think seven hundred pages, just chapter one, right? Yeah. No, it's literally a 700-page book and history of the world from a, uh, an Asian perspective, specifically Chinese or, or Asian perspective. And uh, I'm not quite sure where you got that uh, thirst um, for learning, but oftentimes that liberal arts education does create a thirst for learning, right? Um, so that, you know, you, you didn't do something vocational you did something like philosophy major. I mean, right. that's worthless. I mean, you gotta get a PhD in philosophy unless you're gonna use it to go to graduate school. Yeah, one of the one of the things I wanted to chat about here, um, not to take the conversation in a different direction, but uh, this huge void we have in the trades. I mean, we're dealing with lots of clients in the trades and the number one thing that always comes down to is they're looking for people. And then you say, how much are you willing to pay somebody? Well, they don't care necessarily how much they pay. They just need a good person for the trades. It's uh, machining, it's HVAC, it's plumbing, it's welding, you know, and uh, these people are hard to find. Even truck drivers. Truck sure, drivers making sure. six figures is today. A good truck driver can sign his own ticket. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it happened culturally in this country because in other countries, first world countries, Germany, France, England, 
um, you at some point decide, are you going to do a college or are you going to do a trade? And either one is viable and valid and, and, and you're not viewed any differently. For some reason in America, we think that if you have an undergraduate degree, that somehow means more than someone who's in the trades. But I gotta, I gotta think that that's fading too, right? Because, because we aren't a kinder, gentler nation. So I don't think we really care about the humanities as much anymore. It is about the almighty dollar. And, and if that continues to be the case, I think people will start going straight into trades and not, not doing undergrad. Yeah, I think if, and, and you may differ in opinion since we are a little different here, but uh, I think if I were to urge a, a high school student I would urge a high school student to take a look at the trades in high school, uh, play around with it, whether it's an auto mechanic or whether it's welding or machining or HVAC or plumbing, and, and, you know, check it out, you know, see if you like it. Um, Cause it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal uh, way to make a living. And, and today what we're seeing is tons of companies are going away from on call to where a lot of people don't want to be a plumber because you don't want to be called on Christmas Eve to go fix someone's toilet. Sure. If, 50 minutes away from your house because they have an emergency. Regardless and, of how much you can charge for that. That's right. And yeah. you just don't want to leave their family because it's it's a different society, right? But uh, if you do that, your boss will pay for your education 100%. And but so there's no real no real loss in trying it out. Well, that's, you know, I that's why I said it's not either or. I don't think it's either go to trade school or go to college. It would seem to me that the best scenario would be Go to trade school out of, out of high school if you don't have a real vision for some educational pursuit, which most people don't right out of high school. Do, do the trade, you know, make money, learn a skill. And uh, I was giving a presentation to the next generation of owner in the National Tooling and Machining Association annual conference. And I explained that, uh, you know, the business owner that's looking to retire and to have someone succeed him or her is looking for someone with some business acumen. And so you have the trade school knowledge and experience. Now you have hands-on experience. Now you're a really good tradesman, but maybe you go to a junior college at night and get that accounting, get that uh, finance. I mean, honestly, I don't think anybody who in business should really push business unless you go to school for business. I think there's tremendous value in a in just a basic business degree, sure, especially sure. after you've been in a trade for a minute because yeah. you kind of understand it. Bolt, it's a bolt on what you're doing. Yeah. And then you just mix that with experience and, and wow, what you can do with that. Turbocharges your future, right? Yeah, because a basic business degree has some basic accounting, basic econ. Mm -hmm. you, you have some yes, marketing. Some, Yes, sales and marketing, some good, a good backbone that you can really build off of. But if you just get out of high school and go to school for business, what are you really learning if you haven't really done something with your hands and seeing what that means? Right, right. right. It reminds me of that old movie, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Remember that? Priceless. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I mean, even in the MBA program that I was in, I was learning all kinds of stuff and uh, just wasn't able to pigeonhole it. And then... I'm a corporate executive, and I'm like, I think, I think we covered that in MBA school, and I have to go back and research it. So, you know, when you're when you're learning stuff and you don't have anything to apply it against, it's just not going to stick. And for me, I didn't go to school for any of that. So, 
how I learned the P&L was I asked my accountant a lot of questions. I got into QuickBooks. I did research on the internet. I, I read here and there. I got a huge thirst for learning probably, I, I don't know, it was only about four or five years ago, just diving into reading. When, when I started getting C-level um, jobs and learning sure, a lot, sure. I started reading, you know, sometimes about a book a week, just diving into it. And uh, I was like, wow, this is, okay, so I understand a different facet what I thought I knew before, yeah. still knew, but I was able to bolt on all this stuff. And that's what you're saying, both and. If you go to trade school and you find a trade you love, but then you see an opportunity to buy a place and you're able to partner up with that owner, Dollars to Donuts says that you can probably get some kind of discount and that company pay for your undergrad as far as a basic you know, junior college at night for business if, if you're going to apply it and, pop, and take over a company. Well, there's a, I mean, that's where you're bringing your knowledge and experience and your value to a company and then you're going to barter. Hey, you know, I'll come here because you need me. I'm good, but I need you to do this for me. And it's a win-win for sure. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think this overwhelming message of the trades versus college, um, there's a huge need for both. And... and and we want to encourage students out of high school to really research. Don't go into a field that there's 700 million other people in that field and you're going to be fighting hard for a job. Right now, the trades are easy to step in and get a job, reevaluate your life, see where you can go. And if you want to go get that accounting degree, go. And yeah. if you have a lead, go. But however you do it, try to find a way to do it without a ton of debt because debt's like, it's like that millstone around your neck. It's so hard to work through. You, yeah. you can't can't count on someone else to pay for it for you. You got You it's your debt. You have to pay it off, right? Sure. So it's really hard. Yeah, but with the two percent, three percent unemployment, if you partner with someone, you know that's going to mentor you and give you a strategy, you really can minimize your exposure from a cost standpoint, right? You you go right into the trades. The company that you're working for is going to provide the training that you need and the hands-on experience that you need. And then, you know, you could probably leverage that and say, hey, I want to go get a, 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 a business associate's degree. They will probably do that. If they don't, you go somewhere that would. I mean, you could get your entire education and your knowledge and experience foundation built on someone else's dime. Yeah, college or companies have money set aside for training. Yeah. And... They get a benefit if they put you through that school. Yeah, they might want like a three or four year contract with you, but if that means that you're getting out of college without any debt, and then they have a position for you to give you some experience on top of that, that's a huge win for you. Yeah, I think it's all about continuous learning. And uh, you know, you and I last year, uh, not this time, I mean, it was in February, I guess, and uh, COVID hit and all of a sudden we couldn't do what we do, which is coach. Uh, business owners and how to maximize their profits. So we were stuck in a conference room. And so we wrote a business plan for the next generation of our business. And that's because you and I are continuous learners. And we're like, got to do something with this time. Can't just sit that's right. and let time pass. So. so young people, the one thing I'll tell you, college doesn't teach you how to think, a different way to think maybe some education around how you think, but you have a beautiful brain on top of your shoulders and we implore you to use it. Think about your future. Think about the debt that you want to carry. Think about a direction. And if you're not sure, 
it's okay to wait for a minute until you know, until you really want to do that. Don't rush into something and get a whole bunch of debt and wonder why you're wonder why you're sitting there. So think and watch other people, watch other companies. They want to help you get where you want to go without a huge amount of debt. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. Growth Systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance. If you want more information, go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com. That's E-B-I-T-D-A growthsystems.com.